This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Syntax Hank says this. I've maintained all along he'll not be fired. This is Chris Beard. Uh, they believe they're not bound by the rules of decency. I just don't think that's the case. Uh, it's just hard to imagine mm-hmm. he's going to be without back. some complete turnabout from her saying that did not happen i made it yeah. all up uh bullfighter says don't y'all think if he was going to get fired they've already done it i don't think they're going to do it i think they're waiting for people to forget no i think they're i think they're trying to settle it is what i think but i think that you know jamie talked about you know basically we're mm-hmm. expecting somebody to settle something that probably he doesn't want to settle yeah so, mm-hmm. um, it may take, uh, may take some time. Somebody else said he is done. Yeah, I think so. I think he is. I think he is done. Um, this will come as no shock to you, but, uh, B. John Robinson is going to skip the bowl game. He announced that yesterday. I thought he'd already announced that to be honest with you. So when I saw this story, I'm like, well, that's an old story. Cause I thought for the, when he announced that he was, leaving that he wasn't going to play in the bowl game either, but he's not going to play in the Alamo bowl. Um, I didn't know he had announced that he was leaving until yesterday. Okay. Uh, Maybe, maybe I just dreamt it. I just, I guess he didn't get the $8 million that um, Robert Griffin, the third told him that he needed to ask Texas for. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure such a welcomed advice by RG three, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so he's going to forgo his last season. He's going to enter the NFL draft. He said, I've done everything I've tried. I've done everything that I tried to do in God's plan for me while I've been here. It's time to start the new journey. I'm just excited to figure out another part of my this, life, just like I tried to figure it out here. It's a 100% no-brainer. I mean, he needs to go. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go. Um, he's a running back. We know running backs only have so much time. Sure. sure. Go. Well, I mean, Truth be told, he probably could make more money another year playing at Texas than he could as a, you know, on a rookie contract in the NFL. But isn't that crazy? Whatever he needs to. I mean, he's he's a terrific player. He's a really good running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, at Alabama, and this this will come, I think, to uh, came to a surprise to me. But uh, one of their players, in fact, two of their players, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Uh, have decided to put the NFL on hold and uh, not opt out and to play in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State on December 31st. Uh, Nick Saban revealed Young told reporters uh, he would play. um, And uh, so there you go. He said, I have another chance to be a leader and play with my brothers, and that's something I can pass up. Um, As far as... uh, Bryce Young is concerned. He's projected by ESPN's Todd McShay to be the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. Threw for 27 touchdowns, five interceptions this year. He won the Heisman Trophy last year. Mm-hmm. So good for him, right? Sure. Good sure. for him. Mm-hmm. 
everybody says it's uh, like the business part of it instead of opting out. But when you love the game of football, you also have that competitor part of it. And me just being at home and training and sitting down and watching the game, I would feel so bad or not feeling great about myself. Like that's just the competitor in me. Man, finally somebody feels that way. I makes me want to root for him. Sure. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Not in addition to the fact that I'm like K-State. I mean, it'll be an easy route, but I mean. <laughs> but I mean. I, 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 I meant like, beyond. I, was, I meant beyond. I know. That. I know you did. Yeah. And I did too. Um, uh, it, it's, I've, I've, I've kind of wondered about that going, how, how can you do that? You know, when you, you know, not being in the foxhole with those guys, you know, after you've been there, you know, for, you know, two or three years and, you know, whether it's practice or games or locker room or weight room or conditioning, all those things. It would, I would think it would be hard for those guys not to be there. Sure. I mean, I get the business side of it, but the, but the emotional side of it. So anyway, that's a, it feels like, uh, feels like that is the abnorm as opposed to the norm of somebody, um, deciding, Hey, I'm going to play in my bowl game. It's, it seems so strange to hear somebody <laughs> say that. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, that's right. a, that's, that's a real player. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, especially a guy that could be the, the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, good, uh, good for him. Um, Sonny Dykes named the AP Coach of the Year. That seems to be deserved, right? Well deserved. Yep. Yeah, he got thirty-seven of forty-six first-place votes, one hundred and twenty points. This is uh, from uh, AP Top Twenty-five voters. I wonder who the other nine went to. Uh, I mean, who is remotely close well, to I, being I, as I, big of a surprise? He, it was spread out. Willie Fritz of Tulane finished second seems odd um he got two first place votes josh heupel finished third he got one he's the coach of tennessee jim harbaugh maybe being punished for his success he finished fourth i mean they had a very good season michigan sure, sure. uh they're in the college football playoff right he mm-hmm. finished he got five first place votes and kirby smart got one first place vote and he finished first the coach of georgia so anyway so they're there you go. Um, kind of surprised by surprised by that. So Chris Kleiman, who uh, coaches K State, finished thirteenth, and Brett Bielema finished fourteenth. All pretty familiar names for the most part in this uh, top fourteen. I mean, there's some there's some ones that you go, huh? Didn't know that guy's name, but you know, like Jim Moore Jr., who's now coaching at UConn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lost his gig at UCLA and in the NFL. He's, uh, he finished 10th in the voting. So there you go. So Sonny Dykes, uh, AP coach of the year. What, uh, what, what kind of chance do you give uh, TCU in the college football playoff? I don't know. I think initially I, I thought they were going to get hammered pretty bad. I, I don't know that I feel that, but I don't, I don't give them a great chance to win. So you think it comes down to Michigan and Georgia? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. If you were, would you have a rooting interest for anybody in that one? Would you root for uh, Michigan in that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I would too. You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive. Yeah. Was it fascinating? 
It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Today is uh, December 20th, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire with a stay in sports history. 1921 is where we're going to kick off. The American League votes to return to the best of seven in the World Series, while the National League <clears throat> votes to stay at nine as mm. the best of nine. Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis cast the deciding vote for the best of seven. You like best of seven versus best of nine? I do. Yeah. Just because I've only known seven. Right. <laughs> right. Nine, nine seems, feels weird. Nine seems, nine seems mm-hmm. long, right? 1940, Connie Mack acquires controlling interest in the athletics for $42,000. Yeah, but what's that What's that in real money today? Well, I will effort that while I'm also talking at the same time. <laughs> 1966, NBA awards the Seattle Supersonics a franchise for the 1967-68 season. Then they would take them away. I wonder if they'll go, I wonder if they'll ever go back. To Seattle. Mm, I mean, there had been talk. Right, there had a little been bit, talks, yeah. Uh, it's uh, the $41,000 is roughly $871,000. Okay, not as much as I would have thought. 872 basically. Yeah. <clears throat> Give or take, you know, $100,000 here or there. What's $100,000 amongst friends? Mm-hmm. Sad day for Chuck Hines in 1985. Sportscaster Howard Cosell retires from television sports after 20 years Mm -hmm. with ABC. He he got the opportunity to to retire after a Monday night football performance. And in 1991, the NL... What did he do? He he called one of the uh, Washington uh, Redskins receivers a a word that... We're not allowed to say anymore? No. And weren't allowed to say then either? Weren't allowed... Uh, it was one of those deals where he he always called this guy this apparently, and then he said it on the air, and he had always referred to him. Um, he called him a little monkey, and, mm. and I think that, I now remember that story. And and that was I, that was the end of that. Yeah, that was the end. Of it that. wasn't meant to be that it wasn't way. Wasn't meant to be that way. But he should have known better. Yeah. that it could be taken that but way. Man, as, as you know, I mean, you you start. And that was in what year? Uh, Eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah, and that that's that's on the heels of the Jimmy the Greek stuff, which was right in that, and the Al Campana stuff. I remember the Jimmy the Greek stuff, so I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know why that stuck out in my mind so much more than the Howard Cosell stuff. Well, it was it was this time of year, yeah, you okay. know, and and it was coming off a, you know, nondescript, mm-hmm. you know, Monday night game. You know, mm-hmm. it was probably ten o'clock or so at night. You know, mm-hmm. things like that, but. It was right in that same era, you know. You had, and was, Jimmy the Greek basically said African Americans are better athletes. Or was there more yeah, to that yeah. than I'm not remembering? Well, I mean that, that and other that and other things, but mm-hmm. I mean that was that was the, the insinuation there. Um, and then and then Al Campanis, you know, had his uh, issues as well, which was, was very similar. Um, yeah, he, Jimmy the Greek was fired in '88. Uh, uh, after he made comments suggesting that breeding practices during slavery had led African Americans <laughs> to become superior athletes, okay, that, that's in a nutshell. Um, 
And it was one of those deals where he was interviewed at a restaurant. And Who even says that unless you're talking about like chickens or something, breeding practices? <laughs> right, 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 right. But he, he was he was at a restaurant. He'd been doing interviews. They were it was at for a program celebrating the birth of Martin Luther King. And um, I don't know. Just that sounds really it, dumb. It, it was really dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really dumb. He was trying to pay a compliment and did not turn out that way. Obviously. Clearly. Sorry. For what? A compliment that didn't turn out that way? You didn't do it. Interrupting you. Mm -hmm. On this show? No way. (laughs) 1991 NHL grants permanent membership to the Tampa Bay Lightning and Ottawa Senators. I didn't know that they had to. Right. right. I I thought that was interesting. They were just there for, you know, as a trial basis? I uh, I am sure that an NHL fan or a Stars fan specifically will Wouldn't be able to tell us tell us the story here. But uh, today they granted permanent membership. Some kind of secret handshake, right? Yeah. It is a National Sangria Wine Day. Okay. So, you know, Jerry Jeff Walker it up today. Okay. Which is a joke neither one of you get, but some of our audience does. And they will appreciate it. Ha 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 ha. Yesterday, <laughs> I missed a big birthday. Oh. Like, I feel bad about this one. Uh, name a female Texas Tech track athlete. Ruth. Ruth? <laughs> you got a last name for that? Ruth Osoro, thank you. Yes, that's Osoro. That's a good one. I was going to go with Lee Daniels. How about uh, How about Sally Kipiego? I was, gonna, I was just getting ready to say Sally Kipiego. Was 37 that, yesterday, so I, I feel bad could, that I missed her. I bet she could still run like the wind. Uh, she could definitely beat me in a race mm-hmm. in any length. Well, I think Lee's still coaching over at LCU. So Is she? Yeah. You should find out what her birthday is. I'll add that to my list. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday today to Jonah Hill, who's 39, David Wright, 40, James Shields, 41, Rich Gannon, 57, Calvin Ridley, 28, and TV producer Dick Wolf is 76. Dun dun. That's the Law and Order guy. Name a cop show right. pretty much from like 1982, starting mm-hmm. with Hill Street Blues until today. Good chance he was part of it. What kind of upbringing did he have that, I mean, there's some sick stuff that he's. You know, well, he's the producer, pretty, not the writer, right? So he's the one that makes sure that it gets paid for. I guess so. And yeah. he's the one that kind of directs the show overall. But he's got to hire but, some of those sick people that come up with some of those things. Man, you know, TV audience. I know they they and they they get watched, right? So what does that say for the rest of us? Yep, we're all sick individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this day in 1963, more than two years after the Berlin Wall was constructed by East Germany to prevent its citizens from fleeing to its uh, fleeing its communist regime. Nearly 4,000 West Berliners were allowed to cross into East Berlin to visit relatives. Mm. Under the agreement reached between East and West Berlin, over 170,000 passes were eventually issued to uh, uh, Berlin citizens. Each pass allowed a one-day visit to the communist East Berlin. And that is this day in sports history. All right, it's just before 7 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Continue to take your thoughts, your comments, your just random thoughts as well in the Gates Flowing Center chat line. It's all presented through the Double Team 97.3 mobile app by Happy State Bank. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double Team 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff 
McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that of the mobile app. Detroit Hotline is open as well. Uh, so last year, the uh, early signing day was December the 15th. Okay. Okay. So we're 365 plus days uh, since then. And I asked uh, Coach McGuire about this recruiting class. I'm like, okay, as we're looking back at this, you know, four years from now, what, what would you like to retain? And he said 60% of the recruiting class is what he'd like to retain. I don't know if that's, um, you know, as you look at NIL and transfer portal and, I mean, 60% seems, that might seem like a high number, but maybe, because, I mean, in terms of panning out, you know, where they stick with you. Not that everybody's going to be <clears throat> an All-American or anything along those lines. But the, the 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 biggest name that stands out to me from last year is Joseph uh, Adedere. And, um, I mean, he's he's the guy that might be the bell cow of the of that recruiting class, at least from a year ago. Now, other guys, you know, they are, are in the program, but really none of those names stand out to me. Um, Bryson Darnell was in that, uh, Donnell was in that recruiting class a year ago from Tyler. And, uh, you know, he, he got, a, you know, a handful of snaps, you know, for the Red Raiders. He had a 38-yard run in one of the games, you know, which is the ties for the longest run of the year with um, – Cameron Valdez. So, I mean, it's not like you have just a ton of guys that have just made big plays for you this past year. So that speaks to what you were talking about of building through the high school ranks. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. That means yeah. that a lot mm -hmm. of those guys have been mm -hmm. um, have been redshirting. Right. Um, but, you know, you had, you had some transfers that you were excited about. Um, Brady Boyd, Dimitri Moore, Tyler Owens. And, um, you know, did you get all that you wanted out of uh, Brady Boyd? Mm, I, you know, towards the end of the season, thought he was starting to make a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. um, and um, was like in my mind, I was thinking to myself, man, I wish we, we saw him get the, his hands on the ball more. But, I mean, that's... You know he's got to take that next step himself, right? Yeah, and I felt like uh, I felt like uh, uh, Tyler Owens made a yeah, he made a took made over a his starting job. Yeah, at the end of the and, year. and he's got another year of eligibility. So mm -hmm. those are two guys that you know a year ago were were talked about and uh, and have made a hand for you. In addition to a data ray, other guys may may come up um, that they're that they're going to be excited about. Um, that we may be talking about a year from now when we do this again. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm going I'm to keep my file. But how about this from two years ago, December 16th from two years ago. Here was your part of your signing class, Duran Bradley, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a Matt Wells class. This is his last class. Uh, Baron Morton, um, Isaac Smith, Mason Tharp, um, all... Uh, Contributors and uh, potential contributors for the next several years, you know, for for Texas Tech. So that's uh, those are those are some pretty big names when you when you think about it and go, okay, those are guys that uh, that you feel feel pretty good about. And that's a, and that's coming off the COVID year. They they signed ten in the uh, in the early signing period in uh, in twenty twenty. So 
you know, when you have, you know, four guys that stand out to you like that, you know, Bradley, Morton, Smith, and Tharp, that's, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, decent percentage. And then um, when I look at uh, 2019, so three years ago, this was um, his first recruiting class, Taj Brooks, Ethan Card, who's now in the um, transfer portal, but you had Loic Fongi, Krishan Merriweather, so handful of guys. The, the, the challenge for all of this is, uh, and then you had Jalen Polk, Miles Price, uh, Donovan Smith, J.J. Sparkman. And those, those are guys that uh, made sig- significant um, contributions for you. Caleb Rogers as well. Uh, was in that recruiting class. He was, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's a that's a pretty good number there. When you kind of look at them and go, okay, how's that how's that feel? So you you, you start you kind of say the things like, well, he, he didn't do a, a great job of that, but then you go, well, yeah, there's Taj Brooks and there's Ethan Card. I mean, he played well enough to apparently move on. Loic Fungi still still waiting maybe on on Fungi to to really bust out. He could stay healthy. I think that's been a problem. Um, Merriweather, I mean that that's goes without saying, right? In yeah, he was his, a stud for you. Mm-hmm. And and Miles Price still feel like that he's got uh, stuff left to go. And you know Donovan Smith, his dad was part of that uh, part of that uh, that initial staff, but he, he could have gone elsewhere if he'd have chosen to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he was yeah. he was a recruitable and guy. now he is, and now he and now he and now he, and now. And now he and now he is, and now he is going, going elsewhere. So anyway, that's just a, that's just a little bit of it. So then, if you want to look at the 2018 class, so this would have been Coach Kingsbury's last recruiting class. Okay, so would these guys still be eligible? So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Technically, it's five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So this would have been from. The date on this was December 20th of uh, 2016. So technically, some of these guys would still, because of COVID and um, redshirting, some of these guys would have still had eligibility. And they're they're playing, uh, but elsewhere. Alan Bowman, he's since moved on. Keyshawn Carter moved on. Eric Izukanma has not gotten to play with the Miami Dolphins. Not surprising. You know, he's he's really good for them. I know, but but he's just been on... He's just been on... um, He's on the roster, but he's not been active. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Hutchings, I'd, I'd have to say that he he turned out for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, Weston Wright, uh, starting offensive lineman, he was on that. Um, he was recruited on that uh, that group. So some guys that didn't pan out, Myler Royals, did not pan out. Yeah, And it's going to be that way. And it's going to be that Something way. Some you're going to hit on and... Some you're not. Some you expect to be great, and mm-hmm. they turn out to be not so great. And some you expect to just be okay. Uh, turn into Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's right. Okay, just one turned into Patrick Mahomes. Just one turned into Patrick Mahomes. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I think I think it's uh, I don't know. To me, it's fascinating to go back and look at some of those guys and go, okay, here's here's who did well for you, and here's here's who didn't uh, who's who, who didn't do well for you, but. Some guys that I'm I'm uh, I'm curious to to hear from Coach McGuire about how they um, how they have progressed 
because uh, he said Tavarius Elston, most violent. They were very excited to get him. Well, I don't think he's on the team anymore. Right? He was the linebacker. I think he's gone. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hut most Graham. Violent. Well, that's what I wrote. That's what I wrote by here. Most violent. I wrote that by him. I guess that's what you want in a football yeah. player. Uh, Hut Graham, very excited about him. Okay. Are we still excited about him? Marion Horn, very versatile. Good hands. Um, let's see. Jalen Peoples coached his three older brothers. Uh, a true cover corner, what they said about him a year ago. So... Anyway, we'll get to uh, hear from Coach McGuire tomorrow on his new charges and how the uh, old charges are holding up. I bet you he'll be excited. Be- <laughs> I bet you. I bet this is Christmas morning for him. That's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow will be Christmas morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant yeah. tomorrow will be Christmas morning. Yeah, tomorrow will be Christmas morning. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... <laughs> As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.32 this morning on the morning drive. Time for Jamie's question of the day. I'm really going to try hard to truly answer the question today. It's a, it's, a, it's a goal that I, one of my, I think one of my 2023 initiatives, maybe. Arkansas. All right, this one's going to be a little bit difficult. Oh, and man. It's going to be difficult because we don't know exactly who is on the schedule. I want okay. you to look ahead to the 2023 football, football season. Okay. You know that uh, you have a road trip to play at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a home game with the Ducks of Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then you know you have another home game with the Tarleton State Texans. I had no idea they were the Texans. Okay. No clue. All right. Billy Gillespie going to throw out the first pitch for that one? Yes. <laughs> to a football game. It'll be a basketball, so it'll be weird, but he'll throw it over the plate. I, just, I, just, I was just trying to be funny sorry (laughs) um where do you do you expect a better than seven and five record Mm. next year Mm. the same or worse oh man and again there's a hard part here because you don't exactly know which big 12 teams you're playing sure and which ones you're not sure yeah you'd have to assume that you're gonna play you know 12 games well you're gonna play 12 games right but you're going to play two of two of the new schools, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that you're going to play Houston and BYU in this initial year. What? Okay. And then and then I, I'm going to assume that you're going to play Texas um, and uh, let's see how many games are we going to win. But just, I mean, I guess my question, do you think you'll be better than 7-5 
at seven and five or worse than seven and five. Okay, I think I think he'll be seven and five. I think playing Oregon at home is going to be a challenge. Playing at Wyoming is going to be a challenge, and if you're at BYU, you're going to be at Texas. I think if you were seven and five, that'd be a, that'd be another follow up good year with a chance to get to a bowl game and, and do and be eight. Less than seven and five. I got us at six and six next year. So the big question, right, is you know are are they sticking with, and I don't know that they can the schedule that we've seen in the Big Twelve, where where you're now heading to Norman and you're heading to Austin, and you know. TC is coming here and all that. Is are we sticking with that or is just everything start over? I mean, those are all factors. I think I'm with Chuck. I, I, I think that uh I think seven and five is doable because I think that um you know, just a year into the system will be a positive thing. You know, Oregon's a tough football team, but um I think you should expect to win at Wyoming. Excuse me. And then Oregon's a tough football team, but I, I don't – that matchup was – you know, we, we had a tough matchup in non-conference play on the road at NC State last year. So um, if I'm just comparing schedules, mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not as if, well, we went perfect in non-conference last year, so, you know, we got to go perfect in non-conference play this year to get back to 7-5 and five, or next year to get to 7-5. and five. So, yeah, I'm I'm with Chuck. I'm I'm I think you're around a seven and five team. Obviously, that's very close to six and six, uh, so that's that's not a big difference there. But uh, I I this was uh, a schedule that when it all panned out, remember you played a stretch of five straight games against top twenty five teams. I don't expect that next year. I don't. I really don't. So uh, I think you got a good chance to be seven and five or better. Okay. Um, are you with me that uh, you're not going to play Oklahoma? That you're done playing Oklahoma? I I have no no idea. Okay. How are you? What, what? I think you're going to play Texas, but I don't think you're going to play Oklahoma. Why is that? Um, because they're going to have you play BYU and Houston or Cincinnati and UCF. So why are we losing OU and not Kansas or Kansas State? Because I think they're going to they're going to because I think they're going to say to the Two that are leaving, they're, they're, they're going to they're going to play some of their quote natural rivals like Oklahoma State or I just think we're going to I just think that's something that we would lose. I think the schools that we're going to be playing against forever, we're always we're still we're gonna, we're going to play all of them. Okay. The KU's, the K States, the Iowa States, the TCU's, and the Baylor's. We're going to we're we're those I think those are going to be locked in stone, and I think Texas and Oklahoma are going to rotate out for some some teams and there's there's that's some... still too many i mean if you're adding the the new four in there well if you're playing three non-conference games you're going to play nine big 12 but nine big 12 games right so you're not playing all four of the newbies huh even though as you just said you know you, you said the teams you're going to play forever because when those four be in the you're going to play forever category yeah but i mean you're you're not going to have enough games Okay. He's separating the newbies from the old members of the Big yeah. Twelve. So you're going to play the the the, the seven old members of the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. The seven, yeah. and then the two new ones, two of the four new ones for your nine. Yeah, I, I understand what he's saying. The description is a little weird, but I get it. I know what right. he's saying. 
Yeah, because, I mean, the newbies are ones that you're going to be playing forever. So right, right. My it. point is you're going to play either Oklahoma or Texas and two of the new ones. And I think you're going to play Texas next year, and you're not going to play Oklahoma. And you're going to play two of the new ones. And the two new ones you're going to play, I think, are going to be Houston and BYU. More so than Cincinnati and UCF. And but there's and there's this talk that I saw this yesterday that this Big Twelve schedule couldn't this possibility won't get released until February one now. There was talk that it was going to be released last Friday or last Thursday. Yeah. And you know, now the the thinking might be that they're trying to figure out a way for Oklahoma and Texas to leave after this year. Mm-hmm. Which would probably make sense if you could make the money work where the Big Twelve doesn't get hurt. I don't care about Oklahoma and Texas. If they get hurt, they get hurt. I want them to get hurt, to be honest, financially. Yeah, probably going to have to be some give on both sides to get mm-hmm. that done. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Look forward to uh, hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Mark uh, Adams, the basketball coach at Texas Tech University, met with the Fourth Estate yesterday uh, to talk about his basketball team and program. And he was asked about setting the record straight concerning Fardos Amak and his reported entry into the portal and then exit of the portal and everything that went uh, on with regard to that. Here is Coach Adams. Oh, I, you know, don't want to get into the details. I think just a lot of uh, rumors and speculations that just weren't accurate. And uh, Fordos is here, and, and um, he's happy and excited to be a Red Raider. And we're looking forward to him get back on, being back on the floor and and um, being a contributor, which he can help us on both ends. You know, he had a great summer, and uh, the way he rebounds the ball and and, and shoots it from three-point range. So he's going to give us a, a lot more versatility once he gets back. So. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Now, I do believe that there were rumors that weren't true. Yeah, I, I'm I, sure that. Yeah, I, I agree. But I also that. think there are plenty of rumors that were true. Yeah. The yeah. the biggest um, what's your I biggest think that question was a, about that? What's I think biggest? that was a great job of coach speak by coach Adams. I do too. I liked a little chuckle there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, come over here. Let me give you a candy cane. Um, what What would you, of that situation, what would you like to know the most? Would you like to know, was he actually in the portal and was he actually um, considering going somewhere or was there, you know, some kind of idle threat that was made or was there some kind of request for additional compensation or money or something along those lines? I don't know. I guess 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what I'm longing to know. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think this was... I had, do not think it had anything to do with his injury status. Um, if it did, that was just a part of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do think there were finances involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I all money late, promised, not promised. I don't know. Do you think um, somebody else might have been saying to him, hey, you can... We could really use you. You could be eligible immediately. We really need you here. We're willing to pay you X. I just wonder if somebody was whispering in his ear saying, you're not getting enough yeah. there even though you haven't played a second. <laughs> Tell me again what the number that he's rumored to be making was. 400? And you're not getting enough I'm there? I'm just saying, well, and 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 I heard yesterday 30000 a month. Um, Which comes I'm, close to 400. Yeah, over the course of a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's a semester, you know, if that's a... Or is that uh, only during the season? Only during the season, right. You have to scrape by during the off yeah. season. I mean, it, it, cl- clearly, I mean, here's, here's what we know about college basketball. Of all the sports, behind the scenes, it's the most unseemly, right? It's always it's always been, that, been way. that way. Always thought to have been that way, right? Mm-hmm. So, why would we not think that as the other sports are catching up, that college basketball is doing something else that you behind the scenes that all the programs have to do to stay ahead of or keep up with whomever is at the top of the leaderboard? So, whereas now all the other sports are doing the NIL stuff, and college basketball is like, hey. Hold my, hold my beer. We this is what we've been doing. Welcome to the club. Now we're gonna go, we're gonna go take it up, up a notch. We're gonna climb the mountain a little bit higher. In other words, how much tampering is going on with college basketball rosters now in season? Oh sure, it's not, I've been, but I don't think that's just college basketball. Can I be really honest with you, Chuck? Sure. I don't care to know any of it. Okay. I don't care. It's. It's all just very disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. And so me knowing would just disappoint me more. Okay. Is that, am I a bad person? No, no. I, I, I Am think, I a bad Red Raider? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I just, I just, I just know whatever I found out would disappoint me. But I think that's the way it is for, for, for a lot of things because, um, you know, just knowing the full truth behind the whole deal. The question I would, I guess the biggest question I have at this point is, did he ever put himself in the portal? Okay. was Well, well who who cares whether he did or he threatened well, to? Does well, it matter? Well, I guess it, it to, 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 a, to a degree, because I'm interested in where was he going to go and why did Texas Tech say, what did they do to get him to, to come out of the portal? Or the people behind <laughs> think, the scenes? I think you know the answer yeah. to that. Yeah, there's more money, right? Yeah, yeah. again, yeah. here, you, you keep asking questions that you don't really want to know the answer to. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, I don't think Chris Beard had anything to do this. Do with this. I Because I, there's this thought that Jeff Goodman is big buddies with Chris Beard. I think that's 
well documented. So AMAC was a diversion to not think about beard. I, I think that's Red Raider Charlie. I think you're way off on that. Um, I think I think that's you, you know Goodman might have been pointed in that direction. He might have asked AMAC if he's happy, and AMAC might have said, "Ah, oh, you know they got this." Well, do you mind if I tweet? You know, who knows? I don't think it was designed to be a diversion for Chris Beard. The Chris Beard story was a national story. Fardaz entering the portal may have gotten 100 miles outside of the city of Lubbock. No, the Big 12. I think the Big 12, it would have been a big deal. They may have not known it was a big deal or not yet because he hadn't played for the Red Raiders yet, but, I mean, it it would have been. Yeah. I, uh... But to your point, there's there's some validity. I mean, it's definitely not a national story. They're not caring no. about yeah. Fardaz in California. Yeah, if they no. were the, if they were the number two team in the country, it might have been a national story. Sure, but again, and they were about to add this guy to the mix. Yeah, but you're not the number two team in the country, mm-hmm. or number mm-hmm. one, or number three. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. So I, I, but I do think I, I do agree with you. The way that Coach Adams handled it, I think, was probably spectacular I mean, that, that's spectacular coach speak that's why he makes three million a year it's like no i thought it was to coach a basketball team well there's that i mean there's, okay. there's all different facets yeah. of the job description right yeah. right right so anyway who knows it's just again i, I don't sometimes though I'm, I, it's it's like anything else sometimes we know more than what we need to know or we hear and it's like the the rumor the rumor mill gets going you know and you go mm-hmm. And it, it, it's the old, like we talked about this before, it's the telephone game. You tell this to one person, one person does this, and, this and, this, and the next thing you know, the sky's completely falling. Well, I mean, you keep saying these things like you're trying to act like none of it's true. Well, no, I'm saying you can't. Oh, true. these rumors keep changing. Blah, blah, blah. Well, like and some of this is true. Sure, some of okay. it is. I mean, there's the truth. Okay, there's, there's too there's, much smoke. Yeah. To act like, well, no. oh, it's probably not any of that. It's no. Hmm, I there, have no idea. All I'm yeah. saying is there's the truth. There's 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 the rumor, there's the truth, and then somewhere in the middle there's the real truth. Right? Sure. sure. At the end of the day though, it's like he still hasn't played a second for you. You're hoping that he can. He's at least walking right now. Right? And he's tall. And he's tall. We know that. Chuck saw him <laughs> last night. So any of you out there were wondering, he's tall. <laughs> he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> There's been moments through this process that, like, have just hit me like a ton of bricks, right? Mm-hmm. Like when the guy at Miami, I guess he was a K-State guy, if I remember correctly, announces a two-year contract with the University of Miami. Okay, that was one of those moments where, like, holy cow, we're really here. A two-year contract. Yeah, he did. I mean, I like, a two-year right. deal with Miami right. and whoever that right. was paying him, right? Right. Yeah, and this Fardos one is another hit me with a brick, hit me with a ton of bricks. <laughs> that it's just like I just don't enjoy this. Yeah, this is not this is not fun anymore. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T nine seven three dot com.